Welcome to another edition of Market Impact Insights, your podcast source for business leadership perspectives to help your business grow. Hear from experts in marketing, sales, business strategy, and more with practical advice for business success. Make sure you won't miss the latest episodes by visiting marketimpactnow.com. Now, here's your host, Dan Albaum. Welcome back, everybody. It's well known that to win in the marketplace, companies first need to win in the workplace. And here to help us talk through this is Chris Litherland. Chris has been a human resources leader at several major companies, including SAS, Fujitsu, and Intermec by Honeywell. He's also the founder of Mariposa Consulting, which delivers extraordinary outcomes everywhere. Chris, welcome to the program. Hi, Dan. Thank you for that introduction, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Um, so, Chris, can you talk a little bit about your background in HR and what has kind of led you towards this topic that we're going to jump in and talk about today? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, as you said, I, I've been in HR for over 25 years working for a global corporations, and in, now I'm out there as a consultant. You know, I'm working with clients on a, on a regular basis globally, looking at things around organization effectiveness, which includes employee engagement and productivity, but also you know, working on culture development. Um, I'm also an executive coach and a business mentor to an, a small number of SMEs. And I get to uh, speak at conferences and uh, um, you know, do webinars and podcasts like this on a variety of HR-related topics. So it, it's really great. And I'm so passionate, Dan, about you know, the HR profession and the, you know, the value it can bring to an organization and be part of an organization to really make a difference. I've been involved you know, with the Society for Human Resource Management, which is probably, you know, the North American-based professional body, the CIPD in the UK. And I'm also a judge on a number of um, international business awards and HR Excellence Award Committee. And I'm looking forward to being the chair of a committee um, uh, at looking at great employers this year. So uh, so that's really great. So that's a little bit about me, Dan. Sure. And there are two words that you mentioned in your background, and it was employee engagement. And we hear the term all the time, hey, we've got to engage our employees more. But Chris, what's your take on what employee engagement is really all about? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think Well, I kind of work from the premise, Dan, that I hope everyone sees the value of having engaged and highly productive teams. And those teams are made up by individuals who are also highly engaged. But I think it's important to ask yourself, you know, what is engagement and what does good look like when it comes to engagement? It's not just about happiness or the morale within an organization. It has to be kind of linked to business performance and the business environment. So in my mind, engagement is our desire and ability to contribute, collaborate, and perform at our best. In a team context or in a business context, that's really determined by our perception, both positive and negative, towards our work, the tasks that we're being asked to complete, towards our co-workers and colleagues, 
towards our leadership, and very importantly, you know, how we see and view the value of our organization or not, as the case may be, in terms of its purpose and its culture. Yeah, I really like how you describe that because it's all about context. It's not putting work in for the sake of the work. It's putting the work in to have a real impact on business outcomes. Exactly. I mean, I've been involved in kind of the employee engagement kind of topic for, for over 20 years now. You know, I was, I was asked 20 years ago to project lead an employee um, survey because we wanted to take a health check. We wanted to see how the business was doing uh, at a time of absolute business transformation change in, in, in the business. And, and what we found was a very strong, positive link between you know, the responses people were making to you know, higher business performance and higher engagement in the change process. So it has a real big business impact, as you mentioned. And I can confirm, Dan, that you know, organization culture and value really does predetermine the success rate and success level that uh, a business has. And, and, you know, for sure, you know, I've worked in high-tech companies where, you know, we've had a tailwind because we've had excellent products and services and there's been business growth in the market. But you get the wrong culture and wrong misalignment on values and you'll see employees disengaged very, very quickly indeed. Yeah, yeah. The importance of uh, culture uh, is uh, definitely critical. And in one of my earlier podcasts, even you know, brought up that famous quote of "culture eats strategy," and uh, that's that's very true. It, it really sets the tone. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we look at employee engagement. And we typically think of that, Chris, as being something that HR leads in terms of internal process. But aren't there a number of other untapped resources inside of companies that are available to partner with HR to make this more successful? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's a, again, another good question, you know, I think, and, and, and a good point behind it. You know, HR can have a tremendous impact on an organization's success. You know, it can increase the market value through, you know, the quality of the leadership, you know, having the right skills in the right place at the right time. We've heard that phrase many, many times, particularly in the war for talent. Or, or through, you know, adding value by building culture and brand. But it has to connect and collaborate across the business. You know, it can't work in isolation. So it needs to be able to, you know, bridge the um, the business and and really leverage from the existing internal knowledge and expertise. You know, and marketing is a great example. You know, when looking at markets, brands, customer engagement. Yeah, and I've had my own personal experience where there were initiatives inside of uh, a company uh, to maybe uh, create better designed workplace you know, to foster better collaboration, to create a better visual um, identity consistent with the brand where HR did reach out and tap into myself or my teams. And what I found was the more you can get more functional involvement across the organization, 
it's it's this tidal wave that kind of builds up as you've got more momentum, you've got more people feeling some a real investment uh, in the outcome instead of it just being some HR siloed project that then gets announced and delivered right without that exactly. uh, strong collaboration. A- absolutely, exactly. You've 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 hit the nail on the head. You know, it's about creating that energy that drives participation and it drives innovation and it drives lots of other other things within the business yeah absolutely and again it comes down to what are the positive business outcomes that driving higher engagement is going to achieve you know for a company and i saw some gallup research recently that showed that engaged employee teams have much lower turnover. So that that's very intuitive uh, that if you're more engaged, uh, less likely that those folks would want to leave. But Chris, what are some of the other big benefits that companies can get when they're able to achieve higher engagement? Yeah, the, the, there are many, but I think you know it's it's probably worthwhile Dan, just just focusing in uh, for a few seconds uh, or a minute, you know, on that turnover piece because it has such an impact on the business. Not you know, not just the financial cost, you know, and in some reports, it's one and a half times, you know, the salary, but also, you know, if it's a revenue generating position, then you've got lost revenue uh, to add into that. Um, and, you know, as you've said, at, at any one point in, in time, you know, we've got somewhere right about, I think I saw, again, other surveys, a third of employees are engaged, which kind of implies that you know, the other two thirds are either passive or disengaged. And when, when they are engaged, uh, you know, they're less likely to leave. So for businesses, I think it's about focusing on keeping your best people, which means you need to understand, you know, who are your best people and, you know, what is going to keep them and taking an individual approach to that. So that creates a uniqueness. I think, you know, employees will stay longer if, they're being invested in and they're being developed and they're being challenged. So I think it was important to kind of cover the the turnover piece because it is a huge part. I think the other thing is, you know, by, you know, focusing on improving engagement, you know, it brings higher productivity, you know, it increases, you know, market value because what you're actually doing, you're retaining knowledge and expertise within your business. It's not going out to your competition. So your market value should be increasing, your productivity increases. And I think it also, you know, if you've got engagement, then it implies you've got higher levels of involvement as well, which means you've got ideas coming in to improve, solve problems, innovate. And, you know, really that's a commodity for businesses going forward, you know, particularly in our disruptive world. You know, the ability to innovate and react quickly and have people involved in that, I think, is key. So there's, you know, there's, you know, quite a lot of things there. But there's there's one other topic I wanted to kind of raise, uh, Dan, here was there's some interesting thinking about a link between engagement or, in this context, a lack of it, so disengagement, and insider threat and security risk. So this is becoming much more prevalent these days when, you know, you're looking at disengaged employees and are they more likely to be a cause of a problem? 
uh, either accidentally because they weren't paying attention because they were disengaged. So when they were going through the cybersecurity training, they weren't tuned into it. So therefore, by accident, they're creating a problem, you know, because of lack of involvement. Or in hopefully very small number of cases, disengaged, you know, it could be a malicious intent behind it. So improving engagement can really mitigate some of these risks and absolutely, absolutely improve value creation for a business. Well, with so many benefits that are out there, if you drive additional engagement, and I think that that risk uh, that you were just mentioning is huge. It's on the minds of every company in terms of just yeah. maximizing uh, security of vital company assets. But with all those benefits, the obvious question is, well, why isn't everybody able to achieve that? What are the obstacles that these companies are facing to try to get to higher levels of employee engagement? Yeah, I think for me, there's, from what I see kind of externally and working with clients and from, you know, the, the great things I'm seeing from, you know, my judging work, um, uh, what companies are doing around, uh, around the globe, I'm, I'm seeing three obstacles. Um, and of course, with, with the companies I'm seeing best in class, they've overcome these obstacles. So it, it, the first one is really not taking a long-term holistic approach. You know, one-time programs are kind of a bit of hit and miss. You know, they, they add a little bit of value or that's not sustainable. So I think long-term holistic approaches is kind of key. And a coordinated approach across the whole of the business is, is what's needed. And that pulls in those other functions, the, the point you were making uh, earlier, Dan. I think, secondly, I think a lack of focused investment, and this really starts from executive sponsorship in you know, the leadership team or in the governance team, um, and then moving very quickly into defined goals and looking at expected return on investments and, and measuring that both from a quantitative perspective, but also from a qualitative perspective, you know, the heart and mind. And then thirdly, I think the other, the, the kind of final obstacle and probably the heart of where I'm operating and working is not having a people-centric culture and not having that approach across everything you do. This is something I call the culture value chain. And these are the building blocks and the links between how you do business how your work environment is set up and the then the impact on employees and the impact on customers and how that impacts you know growth and profitability and that's a that's a circle and a chain that that kind of works through and it it really starts with understanding you know what what the purpose of the organization is what the culture and values are both now and in the future and then you're kind of reviewing how you do business then and really the impact you're having on your customers and on your employees. And the goal really is making business easier for your customers, but also for your employees. Make them all proud to be with you is the goal. Wow. Well, that is uh, definitely something that is strategic. It's proactive versus being reactive. What other advice would you have, Chris, for organizations that are looking to take their employee engagement to higher levels? 
Yeah, I think for me, it, it's about, you know, working with the, with the other functions. You know, if you, we talked about marketing. If you, if you look at Net Promoter Score within the marketing community, and applying that thinking. But also, you know, you need other feedback systems and mechanisms so you can take action and kind of work on findings and tie that back into your strategic and operational plan so it's all aligned. But you're taking action, so it's very action orientated. And you learn from marketing and others, uh, you know, for example, you know, how they use personalised marketing and you know, when they use customized marketing. And I think HR can quickly adapt and adopt these techniques. And some of the organizations have been doing that already, you know, in how they build brand, how they attract and retain and develop their talent. You know, I've got lots of examples of how companies are doing that around the world. So if anybody's interested in finding out more, then, you know, by all means, they can reach out to me and I'll be happy to... uh, to connect with them and share some of those examples. Yeah, and there's so much talent, there's so much knowledge that resides inside organizations within these marketing departments that simply by not just focusing on the outbound, which is very important to kind of do their, their primary job to help grow awareness and demand, but partnering with HR to really apply that marketing knowledge into helping the company that they work for engage more employees it just makes total sense absolutely i think you know that it it's it's a kind of an untapped um knowledge pool and uh, it can really add value to to the business and you know i think it's uh, it's it's great if um, if everybody can kind of collaborate together in that you know absolutely well chris thanks again for joining us and sharing your experience and thoughts on how employee engagement can help drive business success. It's been an absolute pleasure, Dan. Thank you for having me. And remember to visit marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. So long until next time.